strikingly beautiful that it's, it's kind of hard to look at her. She's so beautiful. Yeah, like, as in, you know, there's a quota. She, that bitch took half of it. Just to herself. For humanity. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, she took yeah. it. Like, I mean, oh, we have countries of ugly people <laughs> because of her. <laughs> Welcome to the Books and Balls podcast. I'm Juliette. And I'm Paulette. I just peed like a horse. Thank you for telling me and our audience the story. We needed to know that. It was missing from our lives. Yeah, it's important to know. No, thank you. Don't you want to know that I'm relieved? Well, welcome to the Big MB. The Big MB? The Big MB. You. You're the big. <laughs> You're the big one. You're the sturdy one. You're the stout one. I'm the maîtresse femme. I'm right here in in case of physical emergency. We need you. Yeah. We to... need your sturdiness. <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, it's the not an adjective big. you want to describe a woman by. Sturdy? Yeah, she's sturdy. She's solid. You can count on her. <laughs> you can climb her like a tree. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Welcome to the BMB podcast. Books and bum rolls. Oh, hey, we did that thing. Yeah. So today we are doing our last adaptation of Les Liaisons Dangereuses. Which I'll miss. Really? Will oh, you? absolutely. But I think if I had another one, mm -hmm. I might be able to watch it, but not talk about it. It'll get, like, repetitive. Although, if it is like this one, which doesn't quite feel as an adaptation at all, because no. it's so different, it's uh, its own take, completely. Yeah. So I think I would like something like that, maybe. Just Not another see. costume drama. I would never say no to another costume <laughs> drama. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> right. Well, this one is uh, from uh, 1959 by uh, Roger Vadim. So it's a French movie with mm. French actors and great cast too. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Not all of them, but the main ones. Yeah. It was an easy task. You know, take something as specific as Les Liaisons Dangereuses, which is really set... In a time and place, and in a class too, yeah. and put it in modern times with modern people, and uh, there are some things that are just, um, you know, a way of life from another time. But they ha they found ways. Oh, of course, of course, it was amazing. It was a very special, very artistic, modern take, and done very masterfully, sur surprisingly so. I like the uh, adaptation of the text. Why? Wh why? Because, Especially you know how the. The book was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this very. is great, but not in the style of the 18th century. You don't feel like, like these people are yeah. wrong. No, they're completely from their time. But the thing is, in the 60s, they still had that beautiful French. Yeah, definitely. So you can work with it. Now imagine if you take nowadays slang. But here, uh, keep in mind that they're kind of aristocrats for the time, you know, they're kind of high class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Valmont, they kept Valmont and he's now a diplomat. But uh, seriously, it felt to me like his wife, which is now Merteuil, so they're married. Yeah. Uh, it seemed to me that she she did more work than him. She went to New York and uh, yeah, that's all we saw. But he kept, he was on vacationing all the time. <laughs> and I think she was the one trying to get him that post he wanted. That's what they yeah. said. But does it surprise you? What? That if Valmont, that 
that, uh, you know, Valmont and Madame de Martais, we know them as characters, if they were really in that setting, would it surprise you that Madame de Martais is the one who pulls the strings somehow? No, no. no. At all. She always were. Yeah. But uh, here, I think it was really a stroke of genius to uh, get, get them married. So in this one, do you think it's the same dynamic? Uh, not at all. Because Madame de Merteuil is different. She has a bit more, I wouldn't, maybe softness to her, more feelings towards him. She's declaring her love for him many times, and she shows her jealousy clearly. She's more vulnerable, maybe. I'm not sure I agree with you, actually. I don't think she's vulnerable. I don't think she loves him uh, openly in this film. I didn't feel it at all. I it's think they were vicious. When I talked about stroke of genius of this film, I didn't mean the the fact of marrying Madame de Mertin and Valmont because they were perfect for each other. No, because for a modern adaptation, if they're just two single people having affairs, yeah, what's the problem? There's no problem. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. But married, and they're not exactly swingers. It's not like they're exchanging partners openly. No, she's supposed to be virtuous. And he is alright uh, being all he, over the place. He's outright... He's a cheater. I, th I was a bit uh, taken aback by that, because why? why? Why should she keep the appearance of the devoted wife? Or not even that, it's like the long-suffering wife, because... She's been cheated on openly. I mean, the 60s aren't that uh, modern when coming to marriage. Mm. I don't think it would have been accepted that she, she becomes as free as him. I don't think they could have practiced that. What I felt was, and actually she says it to Madame de Volange at mm. uh, some point. She tells her, Madame de Volange, you shouldn't let him, you shouldn't let him go on like this. Yeah. So society, you know, and Madame de Valange speaks for society, tells her, why are you keep why are you letting him? Uh, mm. You have rights. Yeah. But she says his understanding and his frankness are the only things I value. Like they suffice for me. That's all I need from him. But this is the weird thing. Weird thing. Understanding of what exactly? Of her. I think she tells him at some point, like you're the only person that I can be myself with. So Maybe. people are wondering why she did, why she married him. Because he's a cheater, mm. and uh, and uh, she's uh, he, apparently she doesn't exactly need him. He needs her, you know, for mm. career-wise and yeah. stuff. And uh, yeah, add to that that he doesn't, at least in the eyes of society, she's not a respected wife. But me mm. and we know what she finds with Valmont and what he finds with her, what he gets from her. Yeah. But I don't understand why they kept the fact that she would still have to be very careful with her reputation because this is something that I think you're definitely wrong about. Yeah. Because a woman has to be careful with her reputation even now. I know, but imagine if you are cheated on openly. Wouldn't wouldn't it be understandable? Like, would she be shunned in her circle? Mm. If, if she cheated everyone... back. See how they treat him. How, oh, Valmont, another conquest. Oh, he's a married man. So maybe the dynamic uh, actually hasn't changed much since mm -hmm. the 18th century. Yeah. A man can still do it with impunity and be a conqueror and it's uh, sort of something taken lightly yeah but a woman still has to be careful no i agree with you of course she would have to be careful mm. and she couldn't be uh completely out there because i think um, and it's not really sorry i mean it's not really something i'd encourage either if someone cheats on you divorce them don't start cheating back i would understand if they had her take as you said the uh, role of the long-suffering wife of the virtuous wife who loves him you know, he's the scum of the earth, but she she can't help it. She has to, she has to respect her vows, and that I would understand society respecting that and admiring that and kind of pitying her her position and all that. Why? What what impression did she give you? If not if not that, this one, then not what? That. As someone who would indulge a child, 
She would mm. indulge him, like look at him almost in a maternal way. As in let him play. As in let him play, doesn't matter, I have what I want from him. I have his... Um, the fact that he doesn't, he would never lie to me. That's mm. all I want and that's what I get and that's all I need. But this is private. I think that should be their private understanding because I get it. Oh. But the public understanding understanding should be something else. Should could not be. I allow him to cheat on me. But the thing is, we don't. We didn't really see her interacting with many people. The limelight was always on someone else. It was on Valmont and his adventures, or Cecile and Dansny. Her by herself, we didn't really. She wasn't really this in the spotlight in here. Not really, and that's why at the end the punishment. Uh, seems com brutal, completely unnecessary. Yeah, and uh, it was so violent and sudden. And actually not deserved, because when you take Madame de Merteuil, she's a horrid person. This yeah. one is too, but it's not sure. Um, we see her a bit at the beginning of the movie, we see her with Prévan have an exchange, but we see her rejecting him. Yeah, we don't see the uh, the horrible trick she plays on him that gets him to prison. No, no, so, she doesn't do yeah. that. We the know other about movies... Jeff Cour. Yeah. Gercourt, we know that she had an affair with him and she introduced him uh, to... Um, to, uh, to Cecile, yeah. She actually made the match. She made the match. So here, uh, Gercourt is called Jerry Court <laughs> and he's supposed to be an American. And uh, she's the one that introduces him to l'amour à la française, as she says, Madame de Merteuil. Mm. So it is, uh, you she know, French. She teaches him some stuff. She teaches him some uh, bedroom stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so here we have Valmont, who's married to Madame de Merteuil. She's not Madame de Merteuil, of course, here. She's uh, called Juliette. And uh, Madame de Volange is Valmont's cousin. So Cécile, he calls her his cousin also. Yep, add another layer of disgusting to the already existing one. <laughs> All right, as if we needed it. <laughs> and then we have um, Madame de Tourvel, same, Madame de Tourvel, with an absent husband. Uh, in this case, she's a, a Danish... Uh, woman because I guess the actress is Danish and has an accent so yeah. they had to uh, keep the accent and she has a daughter I think that adds a layer of horror yeah, Caroline I think yeah and uh, she has an aunt or her husband's aunt is with her and she's supposed to be Madame de Rosemont I mean nothing will ever replace the Madame de Rosemont oh, no, no, no. This, this one is uh, but you know she's kind of ha yeah. has a chaperone she's a devout also she's virtuous she's faithful to her husband and she's absurdly beautiful oh she is so she's played by uh, Annette Vadim who's the wife of the director Roger, Roger Vadim and she's so you know when we, he would do close-ups on her and you would yeah, say oh yeah. don't do close-ups because she's Please. so strikingly beautiful that it's, it's kind of hard to look at her she's so beautiful yeah like as in you know there's a quota she that bitch took half of it just to herself. For humanity. Oh, yeah. Oh, she took yeah. it. Like, I mean, we have countries of ugly people <laughs> because of her. <laughs> and then, when there's the first, we have the first half of the movie, let's say, in the snow. So she's wearing like these big coats and yeah. uh, fluffy jumpers and whatever. Yeah. And she's still painfully beautiful. Painfully. And then, bam, right on your face, they show her in uh, some sort of, I don't know, robe de chambre, like uh, dressing gown. Dress, in some sort of dressing gown. And then that cinches her waist just so and the, uh, it was like oh come on come please on. <laughs> and then her foot her fucking foot is beautiful what, what the hell is wrong with that this is couldn't she have thick ankles couldn't just, she just that just or, to I make me have a you know feel better about myself <laughs> or it was a toe it would have been enough for me <laughs> just an ugly toe <laughs> but 
the thing is bad actress. Yeah, the, I mean, it's clear why she was cast. Yeah, the wife Not for her talent. But the most important thing is uh, we have uh, Jeanne Moreau playing Madame de Merteuil, uh, Juliette here, and uh, Valmont played by Gérard Philippe. Uh, so amazing, amazing couple. Jeanne Moreau is yeah. just... Perfect, perfect. She's so striking. Yeah, she has that yeah. um, that lofty quality. Yeah, some uh, some sort of I wouldn't say haughtiness, but uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but in a sophisticated manner, so you don't take offense to it. You sort of say, okay, you're right. You deserve it. Be yeah. haughty. <laughs> that, that's why, as you said, the uh, scene of the punishment in the end. So was... say say it since we're talking about it. What is the punishment? Oh, this horrifying scene where she starts burning the letters, and there is for some reason an inspector waiting for her to come down. She puts the letters in the sink, lights them up, and somehow lights herself by accident. Mm-hmm. And she run and she gets up in flame and started running calling for help mm-hmm. and it was so horrifying like you see a human torch running and the inspector tries to and he rips his, his and he pants. rips his pants in the process so, poor inspector i'm not sure uh, if uh, people who watched it if you noticed that if you didn't go back it's worth it yeah 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 we went we back <laughs> he, his pants yeah. are ripped i thought it was in the scene at first i thought maybe he burned his pants oh, somehow just the, while his tra- pants. just the seat of his pants no because he had like a bit of a burned sleeve yeah so i thought maybe it went with that but then no he just ripped his pants and they weren't kind enough to take off that shot why i probably uh, i mean i'm thinking it's their only take and it says it's burning and all that they're not gonna they're just gonna you know, yeah, no, fuck the fuck inspector <laughs> let me let, let him show his ass to the world <laughs> yeah so the punishment of Madame de Merteuil here is she gets burned. Um, she doesn't die, of course, but she's disfigured. Mm. Um, almost as in the book. Yeah, half her face is uh, disfigured. Yeah. She doesn't lose an eye, though. Uh, Valmont dies. Uh, uh, th- this one I liked. Yeah, so let's go back from the, the beginning. beginning. But we were just talking of why this is absurd. The death is kind of um, too strong a punishment. But I think it is maybe really in the spirit of the book because the book was like that we when we finished yeah. the movie just now what did we say it was abrupt it was abrupt it was too sudden the end didn't really fit the rest of the movie not at all as it exactly what exactly we from the, the book. same in the book so it's very interesting we have three very different uh, adaptations three very different takes mm-hmm. uh, the second one Valmont who took everything that was nice in the book took away the abrupt ending yeah this one who's very faithful in a strange way because it's completely different setting. But they did, as you say, follow the spirit of the book. And the first one was very theatrical. This one, because, you know, just the end of Madame de Merteuil getting burned. But why did she get burned? She was burning letters. Yeah. Why would she have to burn the letters? What we, would happen? Exactly. Nothing happened. You know, she was in a devious marriage. So what? Sue and me. there is nothing <laughs> incriminating. Nothing. I mean, yeah. I, if anything, her husband was the victim. So I, do, I really didn't understand the, uh, the ending. I, d- I didn't like it. It was too sudden and i still to now don't understand what exactly happened uh yeah so let's go let's back let's go back here we have the same thing it's uh madame de merteuil for the same reasons wanting to punish Gercourt, jerry court <laughs> because he wants a virtuous french girl to marry and uh, he chooses cecile madame de merteuil wants him to uh, get a perverted girl perverted cecile instead of the virtuous one okay all of this Although, again, in a modern setting, okay, maybe he's an old-fashioned piece of shit. Maybe. I don't know. He wants, really, he wants a virgin. I don't know. Which is very strange. I mean, very if, strange. If he, wa- if he was some sort of conservative American, 
he would have went to an American girl. Maybe, yeah. This one doesn't look... This one looks clownish. I don't know. It wasn't really funny. He's just made to look stupid a few times. And that's yeah, yeah. All. He's just made to look stupid. Yeah. Well, of course, I understand. So she wanted to take vengeance on him because he dumped her. Yeah, because she likes to have control of the narrative till the end. And in this case, he took it away from her. I think... The challenge for this movie was the fact that it's set in modern times, although it is still the 60s, but still not the same parameters uh, that you would find in the 18th century, of course. No. So here the fact that um, Cecile wouldn't be a virgin anymore, or would be even pregnant when she got married. Yeah, it wouldn't be so out of bounds or so scandalous. Or... I mean, yeah, it would. Pregnant, yeah, it would. But it would lead to a divorce, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> she, that's It wouldn't lead thing. to a convent, it wouldn't lead to... <laughs> Uh, someone dying I mean just... yeah uh, that's what's kind of strange because the consequences are different the stakes are different here she chooses to get engaged to uh, to Gercourt yeah so it's she her choice say, yeah. and she has kind of a teenage boyfriend who is Danceny so yeah. it is her boyfriend from then when they were uh, younger and he's a student he has no situation so Danceny <laughs> is kind of a, is a, kind of the virtuous one here. He's yeah. a prude. He doesn't want to sleep with her. She until comes marriage. on to him so hard, strong, and he doesn't he doesn't flinch. Danceny <laughs> doesn't no, care. He is very strong, <laughs> and he says like we we can't get married. We can sleep together before getting married, but we can't get married before I get a you know decent uh, situation. I don't. Uh, he's a student. He can do. Which anything. is very reasonable. <laughs> So this is, in modern setting, completely normal. Yeah. And she wants him. But she gets uh, engaged to Gerco anyway. I I'm sure she could have said no. I think in the book the reasons were very, very simple and understandable yeah. given the time. Here they didn't really bother to change maybe some things. Maybe they should have made, made Danceny have some fault. Some big, big fault. Yeah, because that makes uh, Jacques such a nice, or maybe not make Jacques so ridiculous. Or maybe make give the, him character. Uh, Jacques a good uh, yeah. a, a catch, you know, make him a desirable husband for Cecile. Yeah. And also, she needs her parents. She doesn't want to lose her parents' money, so that's why they, she would need their benedic their approval. In the book. Of course she needs their approval. She can't do anything without their approval. I don't think in the book she thinks about anything at all. Definitely. Yeah. So here I think it is a darker version. Uh, why would you say that? Because they're married. So it's ten times more ugly to me, the way I felt it. You know, like, when you see the dynamic between Valmont and Merteuil exchanging secrets, Valmont coming, coming to Merteuil and telling her in the details about his conquests, about how he, what he did to whom and how and all that, yeah. and her doing the same. When it's husband and wife, it becomes absolutely disgusting. And it's not just husband and wife, let's say, in some arranged marriage where uh, they don't even live together or something. They live together. But the thing is, even the relationship between Valmont and Madame de Merteuil feels like an alliance, a tight-knit alliance in the book. So here, it feels as if... It's the same alliance, but they just did the extra step of giving themselves a position in the eyes of society. By being married. By being married. It, I, I, the setting, the dynamic is different because Madame de Merta is different. Why? Because she's a different character. I don't understand exactly what they were going for. She doesn't seem as involved, sort of. She's absent a lot of the time. Uh, her relationship with Cecile, which makes what she does to her more disgusting in the movies and uh, in the other movies in the book, 
much more vicious because she seems as a friend to her. Here she doesn't. No. At all. They have uh, one scene together, I think. Only one, and she's yeah. very close to her one, but it was the first time. Yeah, which which was very strange. She, does, she didn't seem to have uh, a confidant relationship. Yeah, and even with Tourvel, she doesn't... Also, uh, although I know in the book also she doesn't mingle a lot in the Tourvel affair, mm. but uh, here, given that it's her husband, and he is... Um, she can see him falling in love in front of her. Yeah. And she doesn't seem that much Annoyed. Annoyed. No. Uh, I mean, they could have played on it so much. You know, remember the uh, Liaison Dangereuse, the first one we watched? With that expression. That expression of hatred yeah. that comes just because he opens his mouth too much. Oh, and he doesn't stop. And he doesn't stop and he sings Madame de Tourvez praises in yeah. front of uh, Madame de Merteuil. So imagine Madame de Merteuil being his wife and him coming back to her and telling her that I've never had women such as her, stuff like that. And in here, the weird thing is they did the same, they and I thought, same. okay, this is starting, this is the yeah. scene. Yeah. And then in the letter, he's singing his, her praises, as you say, I never had anything like that, amazing, yeah, yeah. blah, 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 not shutting his mouth. Yeah. And then she smiles. She smiles. She's happy this with that. I didn't get at all. I it was strange. Here is the opportunity for you to show her, because she was alone, so she could have let it all out. Yeah. So she's not jealous, that's the thing. She's not involved, is the mm. feeling I got. Yeah. She's not really involved in her relationship with Valmont. She's not really involved. What does she gain by playing that virtuous character, wife character, as you I said? I don't know. She doesn't gain anything in the eyes of society. We don't know exactly what she wants from oh, this place. Oh, I just thought of something. Oh. You know, when uh, talking about vicious stuff, when she was having the, uh, talking on the phone with uh, Gercourt, who called her, yeah. and her husband was kissing her, and actually, when you were saying, oh, I have this problem, I jump from thing to thing and I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, let's keep to this. Yeah. So the, f the scene with the phone, Gercourt calls her. He doesn't know that her husband is there. And he tells her, are you alone? And she jokes and tells, no, I was just uh, taking my clothes off and going to bed. And then she says, oh, my husband is here. He's kissing me. And he was yeah. actually. Yeah, and was. then she says, no, I'm just joking. Of course, he's not here. Yeah. I was thinking, why does he... Maybe he cheats on her openly oh. because it doesn't make her look very bad. Yeah. Uh, with the setting of that society, being cheated on for a wife doesn't make you look as ridiculous as oh. the husband would be with a cheating wife. Absolutely. So maybe it's a, another protection for him. Maybe the role she plays is protecting him from being a cuckold. So what is this? It seems as if everything she does is for him. So it, she seems to be a victim then. Yeah, this is strange. I told you that she seems to have some more tenderness towards him, as in doing everything for him, protecting him, as you just thought of, uh, working to for him towards a better position in at work. But then she benefits from that. Uh, he's her husband. She would benefit from it. But she already has all the money in the world, apparently. No, but she needs. She's ambitious. They say at she the beginning does. that yeah, she's she more is. ambitious than he is. For sure. So maybe this is it. She is looking for positions and riches. Oh, possibly. Hmm. Possibly. I just thought about that, about the cuckold thing. I mean, it's not sure, but because I don't understand, again, why does she need to look virtuous? Lying even to Gercourt. Couldn't she say, yeah, my husband, he, he, agree, he has no yeah. problem with us sleeping together? No, that's a very, very modern uh, thought. No, it's not modern. I mean, it looks bad. <laughs> it looks yeah. bad all the time. No, now open relationships are a thing. Uh, it's not hidden anymore. All right, but... Do you think, like, we reached such a liberated time, or I don't I wouldn't call that liberated, no, but... I wouldn't call that liberated, I would call, but, yeah. uh, but do you think 
that where is that time where that man would be considered like still he's an alpha and, uh, in front like in yeah, his circle no. of males no, no 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 at all he, he'll be the cheated on man he would be the one with the uh, yeah the yeah. the horns the yeah couple, yeah the, the yeah horns. I mean I know horns. all of these are uh, no old notions and all of that yeah. because I think it's equal I think the wife also can be made ridiculous and actually here you know seeing him after girls yeah I felt for be. her humiliating know. so of course it is humiliating for her but maybe it would seem as if you would be in that time in that society you would feel for the woman and the man you would just think he's ridiculous mm, yeah at sure. least that's how mm. they saw things i think so yeah because it was maybe common even for of course a man to be cheating on his wife but the other way wouldn't have been but all right she would hide it at least he wouldn't even he wasn't even yeah. trying that's the thing about this madame de Merteuil. what was her goal there's the theory of uh, money and uh, social position. But is it enough? I don't think so. It doesn't seem to be enough. I think they have their special intimacy. But you know why I said it was the darkest adaptation? Because not only they were husband and wife, but it's not, as you said, it's an alliance as Valmont and Mercourt always had an alliance. Yeah. No, they were physically affectionate. And it seems that they were sexually active, like, completely. Oh, yeah, they were. It seems to me it's so disgusting. Eh, with ancient lovers, let's suppose it's in the past. You had liaison in ten years ago, and even then, you kind of keep it discreet. Talk. Imagine if you had someone like you slept with him ten years ago, and then he becomes your friend and your accomplice yeah, yeah, himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you're thinking about in terms of traditional real marriage. I think in here it's just a social alliance. So maybe the theory that Madame de, de that Juliette is looking for position. But they seem so to this love is... each other. And to be attracted to each other, they for are. me, is if you have a sexual attraction, jealousy, some sort of physical jealousy comes with it. Unless you don't care. So you're talking open relationships never work? Oh, no, I don't believe in that. Because uh, this is one, yeah. Open marriage. What? Not really, because some open relationships or open marriages, as you say, they, uh, they're based on the fact, maybe, on being discreet. But are they based on the fact of sharing details? Like, I'm going to sleep with the other man and come and tell you about it? But actually, in the end, mm. they do show that it doesn't work. Because oh, here right. it comes. Yeah. In the end, you will always find someone who is... I wouldn't say there's always someone better. Mm. But there will always be a slip-out where you'll fall in love with someone else. And it will become more serious than agreed upon. It's not some uh, something that comes and goes in an adventure and I'm sleeping with other people. It gets serious and then shit gets ugly. It is war, as they said. So it doesn't work, actually. Yeah, and yeah. this one was Madame de Tourvel for him. Madame de Tourvel, yeah. I mean, come on, of course, look at her. Look at her. Uh, actually, I think for her, for Madame de Merta, it would have been safer if he would continue with the Cecils of the world. There's no danger there. Um, I think they should have, uh, maybe, the thing that is lacking, maybe she should have been, as uh, Madame de Merta was, very encouraging towards his liaison with Cecile. But why would she be encouraging with Madame de Tourvel also and not show any jealousy and then at the end go yeah, rogue? Completely, out of nowhere. And go have a liaison with Danceny and it seems that liaison with Danceny also comes out of nowhere. It wasn't necessary. No, at all, because there is no relation between the, the whole scheme between Cécile, Danceny and Valmont is absent in this movie. Yeah. But the thing is that when the end comes in to as very brutal and abrupt and as unfinished because we don't understand the affair. What happened? What was the trial we see Danceny and Cecile? Oh, so about. I think so what happens? Uh Danceny learns 
about what Valmont did, as in the book, yeah. from Juliette, from Madame de Merteuil. So she uh, tells him that, he goes and confronts Valmont, who is drunk at a club. They have a, a bit of a row, not really a fight, yeah. <laughs> really a soft, soft punch. Yeah, He gets him. a soft punch and she, he, he falls back on a log, on a... Chimney. Yeah, on a log. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, yeah. that chimney barrier. I don't know what you call it. I think it was a, a, a log of wood in front of the chimney, wasn't it? No, I think it was the, you know, that uh, metal barrier. The screen. The screen, yeah, I think it was a so short one. So he hits one. his uh, head yeah. and he dies. So it seems like uh, an accident, but given that Dawsony hit yeah. him, yeah. so it might be considered a manslaughter. That's where the trial comes. But what was, what was Cecile doing there? Cecile, you know, when we saw in the newspaper, so there is... Um, the student who hits the diplomat because of his fiance. Oh. So this is the motive for Danceny for hitting Valmont. Valmont dies, so it's serious. So of course, yeah. probably they're gonna ask questions uh, from Danceny, and he would say, "This is what he did to me, and that's why I hit him. I didn't hit him out of nowhere." And Cecile, I think maybe she's in the spotlight because she wants to. Yeah, because she seemed to love it. Like she seems standing in front of the cameras and smiling. The thing that I don't understand is what was the police doing at Madame de Merteuil's house? This I don't understand either. Would you drag her to prison for uh, letters? That's why she was burning her, burning them? We, they show Madame de Merteuil, I think, at the same place of the trial. Oh, yeah. And then you have Madame de Volange, I think, saying uh, her soul is just uh, shown on her face now. Yeah, that was What happened, book. exactly? Yeah, but what happened? What was revealed? Okay, what's the worst she's done? She was an accomplice to all of that. So, in the affairs and all that. What's yeah. criminal in it? I don't understand. I don't see the criminal no, part. No, nothing. I, I mean, neither. I Are we missing really something? It. Maybe. I don't see it because even the in the eighteenth century there was nothing criminal. It was a duel. Nobody went to the law. No, but she the, losing her reputation was very bad at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. But in here, I don't understand. As in why trial? Why why involve yeah. the law? What were uh, the other things that I wanted to talk about? Actually, the shots were not. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say done in an amateur way, but not perfect. Far from it. Oh. You know, there is a bit of um, clumsiness about it. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes the moves of the camera and sometimes they would frame like half someone's face or how, or the, the top of their head would be out of the shot. Something like that. Oh. Like weirdness. I always thought it was some intentional French thing. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. At the time, of course, they were experimenting with that. Yeah. So there, there was that uh, avant-garde thing that was supposed to be like uh, the youngsters trying things. <laughs> But uh, I like I loved it. No, I loved it yeah. because there was some uh, subtlety to it. You feel something raw. It's not something clumsy. Maybe I use the wrong word. word. Yeah. It's not clumsy. It's raw. Something. Yeah, yeah. Not polished. Maybe not polished at yeah. all. But full of intelligence. Because sometimes yep. you see imperfect shots. The fact, for, for example, that they show the feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. You drew so, my attention to it. Yeah. Twice we have shots on uh, Cecile's. Yeah. Uh, feet. So first time, no, it's not her. It's just her, uh, it's her, her mother, and uh, Valmont. Yeah. And you see the adults how the feet are behaving, and Cecile, who, if you judge by her head, <laughs> since it's the sixties, so she had that uh, old lady hair. Yeah, and the makeup and the, and the dresses. Makeup, she looks forty. She doesn't look seventeen or yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's a soccer mom already. She's a soccer mom. But her feet, you know how children do. You know they play with their feet. She was doing yeah, that. Yeah, little skipping, like uh, too too much energy. Too she much started, energy. Yeah. yeah, the kids do that. So you see, like you see these legs of the mother and uh, Valmont's feet. And her in the middle of them, and you see, you know it's a child. You yeah. know it's a child. And then to say goodbye, uh, good night. She goes up on her toes, like uh, on her. Yeah. 
and to kiss goodbye Valmont. Oh. You see everything. And it is the night where he's going to go to her room. Yeah. What did you think oh. of that? Like, was it... Uh... Hmm. I don't think anything can be as horrifying as what John Malkovich did. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing I mean... can top that. Uh, in the Valmont one, it was, as you said, a bit more... There was a bit more ambiguity to it. She seemed to like it more. And, yeah. uh, and actually, she didn't close her door to him. She right away loved it. She went to cry about it. Yeah, but, uh, but she was all right. But she was completely all right. This one actually closed, his do- uh, closed the door to him. Yeah, and so there was something predatory about what he did. Definitely. And it took so much time, and it was so disturbing, the way he did things. And in this one, Cecile knows exactly what's going on. Because she probably had already had sex. No, she didn't No, have. no, no, she didn't have sex, but she knows more than what the Cecile of the 17th century would. Okay, actually, just take uh, how she behaved towards Danceny. Yeah, she knows what the mechanics of things, let's say. She goes and lies on, on his bed. Yeah, so and, she knows. Um, uh, yeah, lifts her skirt, like, saying, get to it, Danceny, and Danceny can't get to anything. <laughs> no, no, he can't get it up <laughs> if she's not his wife. <laughs> no, no, he can't. Yeah, he's virtuous like that. And in this one, you see the gestures and the and how he circles around her, and then she tries to run away, and he comes back, and he blackmailed her. It's not outwardly physically violent, mm-hmm. but it's physic- It's violent in other ways. And the power he exerts over her. Well, first of all, the fact that he's older, yeah. an older cousin. Oh. So he's a member of your family, so she's completely yeah. trustworthy. You know, the way, the way she... Her first interaction with him is family. You know, the way yeah. she kisses him, it's yeah, family. Yeah, it's family. And he's older. She's inexperienced. So all of that is a really shady dynamic. Yeah, mixing it... Mm. But the stroke of genius, and maybe this is my favorite scene, and the best edition of the whole movie. And the feet scene? Probably you're going to agree. No. Oh. Why did he get to her room? To give her uh, something to listen to a recording? Yes, absolutely. From Danceny. Yeah. And he's planning on ra- forcing her that oh, way. On raping her, her, yeah. raping her, yeah. Like, this is the night is going to happen. In his yeah. head, that's what's going to happen. So he tells her, let your, um, keep your door open and I'll get you. To give you the recorder so you could listen to your fiancé's uh, voice. He gives her the recorder and she's not happy about finding him uh, in her room when she wakes up. Yeah. And he scolds her like a child. Like, as if she were a child, which she is. But she's he scolds her. Yeah, like a... I went to all that trouble for you to find you this uh, recorder and you're treating me that way and treating me like an idiot. I'm not an idiot. So he tells her. <laughs> so she almost puts her in a position to wanting to apologize almost. And he tells her that he forgives her. <laughs> and then they start to uh, listen to the recording that she got from Danceny. Yeah. And while the voice is playing in the background. Danceny's voice. Yeah. You see the little gesture, sly, disgusting slimy gestures that Valmo starts doing and to seduce is, her. You know, thinking about it, this is more common. Oh. That kind of behavior from predatory man is more common than what, what John Malkovich, uh, Malkovich's Valmo mm. did. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That was outright violent. Yeah, because this one, look, he said, whoops, I didn't do it. Yeah, that sly yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. I think, is more common. You know, he was just listening and uh, not even looking at her. As yeah. if listening to uh, Danceny's voice, as if appreciating the words of love. And then distractedly, distractedly stroking her thigh. Before stroking, just putting uh, like a static hand yeah, on, on her, her knee. knee. Yeah, yeah, Completely. Yeah, yeah. It's a knee. Yeah. It's a fuck about the knee. And then I from mean. the knee, it goes down to the leg. And then up to the thigh. And then up again. But this completely like so slow. All the while, listening to um, the words from uh, Danceny. Yeah, that was such an amazing scene. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, we know that she has a weakness. I mean, she loves Danceny. Mm. And he, she's listening to his voice. Yeah, so she would be more... 
more um, pliable maybe i don't know how to say that but and also she's grateful to velma no that was that, that was disgusting addition and it made it I more loved it because cecile even if she is more experienced she doesn't want him she goes up goes to the armchair and tells mm. him i'm gonna sleep here if you don't you don't want to go all right then i'm gonna sleep here And also they added something because, again, he tells her, okay, uh, you want to shout and call out your mother? Do that. But what are you going to say about me being here? Yeah, and mm-hmm. the recorder, how are you going to justify uh, it? Now when it comes to the recorder, something else. Like, yeah. it's two things. Because the room, she could have said, I just kept, I, just, I forgot, I left my yeah. room open. And, and he came in. Yeah, but the recorder and the Donsony disc are incriminating. For someone who's uh, who thinks on her feet, no, it's not. Yeah, of course, but it's but Cecilia and she's moment, young. Right. And you know teenage thinking, you think everything is going to be the end of the world. Right. So he's exploiting that side and it's absolutely disgusting. There was a scene where she goes to to the armchair. Mm. And again, they there's a shot of feet. Uh, the second shot of the feet. Yeah. She has her feet in a, such a childish position, like just thrown away, yep. straight outward. And sort of, you know how a child doesn't really mind their position? It just, just falls as it falls. Yeah, yeah that's it. And it was such a childish addition in such a horrifying, seedy situation. Because we we know he started something on the bed. Now we know he's not going to let her go. No, he, he started circling around her. Right, no, yeah. that was one of the most horrid scenes. Not just because he was yeah. a cousin and all that, but I think because she resisted him more. The one from Valmont from last week... I didn't feel... It felt like um, she was surprised, but like surprised in an... In, oh, what's happening? Something like that. Like a curious, but ha- yeah. but kind of pleasurable way. As in she didn't know at all what was going on. Yeah. And sort of, here's that more experienced man. As you said, he, t- he took that dominant, ordering her around role immediately. So she's curious about what's going to happen. Yeah. And she just trusts him, sort of. Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't slight at all. No, it wasn't. It was came the... in, bared her bum. Yeah, directly. Keep writing. Keep writing. It wasn't at all the sly. I hated the sly shit yeah, because yeah. I know it. I feel like I know it. Like um... yeah, then the the, uh, the, uh, the the gaslighting that goes on. Yeah, they make you feel as if you're crazy for thinking that they're coming on to you, or that gesture is not right, or that look is not right. And if you come outward and say something, you're the crazy bitch and you think too highly of yourself. <laughs> It's always like that. Yeah. You're crazy. I didn't do anything. And you can't really fight against that. The sly, yeah. you can never... I mean, you can, but it's difficult. Um, unless you're yeah. willing to embarrass yourself, maybe. But It's uh, a delicate it's situation. It It's, is. Uh, yeah. Uh, would I watch this movie again? No. I mean, uh, yeah, I like uh, old movies in general, but if I had to see Jeanne Moreau like in a movie, there's uh, dozens of them that is. She's masterful. I don't need to watch this one. She's good everywhere. I mean, this one, it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just that we know too much about the story when we're looking for inconsistencies and we know that the original story comes from circumstances from the 18th century and how would you adapt them to the 20th century and for it not to look ridiculous, for it not to look Mm. absurd. Why... Why is this one getting married to this one? Who's forcing her? And why is this one trying to be virtuous in public? Who's forcing her? Exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah, stuff that that doesn't really make sense. But it was uh, good all over. Enjoyable. But not gonna watch it again either. Like, if if there was one of the three, I would watch again with food or, you know, to appreciate it would be Vanmo for sure. But, you know, we were talking about... Sorry, I just remembered because we said Madame de Tourvel doesn't have any good scenes. Actually, uh, I remembered uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. 
what she did with that role. Oh. This one was so uh, not good, mm. uh, as in acting, that even the scenes she had, you know, when he comes to her to convince her to sleep with him the first time. Yeah, when you remember Michelle Pfeiffer's well, scene and the it. cries. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. Uh, this one does it with a um, with uh, completely stone faced and there is nothing there, but she sh- she says the words of course, but uh, they don't. No, they don't fit at all. She's, you don't uh, feel anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she wasn't very good at, uh, or maybe we're that angry at her because she's so beautiful. <laughs> no, no, no. Really, I'm not. No, honestly, uh, yeah. That especially that ridiculous scene at the end, the madness one. It was. Oh. It was laughable. Yeah, mm. I think in here, Madame de Tourvel became not a very important uh, character because just uh, it wasn't played in a very good way. So mm. that's why she took kind of a background role. Yeah. I mean, she was passive because she was just there with her face. <laughs> but and her feet. That's all she and did. Her feet. Oh. I know. I sound like a foot fetish. I don't care about feet. I just, when they saw, like, again, her husband going uh, with a close-up on her feet, I was thinking... Yeah. Oh, make make them be ugly. They yeah, weren't. just something. You remember when we were walk, walking on the beach, mm. and then we looked behind <gasps> and we saw our imprints. Oh man! Oh, and we saw like this sort of rectangular shape. It, it's not even a, sh- a feet shape anymore. It doesn't have any shape. I don't know what that it's was. It's like a big hobbit splash. Yeah. On the beach, and it was so painful because I remember the dudes coming towards us, and they were giving beautiful imprints. <laughs> the bastards. <laughs> What is that? Do I have to walk like with a palm tree behind me? Erasing my sins? Don't leave no trace. Erasing the shame. That was something. Prince yeah. on the sand. It was really humiliating. It was. I don't want to go to the beach anymore. Why are you telling it to the people now? Because I have to. I hope there are people out there if you listening. With hobbit feet? Yeah, with hobbit feet. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, should we conclude? Uh, I'm getting uh, I think so. You're getting hungry again? Oh my lord, I, I didn't fed say hungry. you two hours ago. I didn't say hungry. I can hear your stomach. Everybody can hear it. I'm just getting, uh, yeah, the movie. I'm fed up with it. I mean, yeah. no, no, it was good. While, while I watched it, it was good. Yeah, but now that you will, when you think about it, it's not so good. You know what? That's mm. very strange. The Valmont movie gave us the, the contrary effect. Yeah. The because more we talked really about it... Well, you know, yeah. because we didn't find faults. Because while we're having the conversation, we find uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. things that we didn't see. Absolutely. And, and the moment you're one... taken with the... A really be- a beautiful to look at movie. This one? Yeah, Definitely. I liked it. The, the, it has an ambiance, sort of. With the music mm. and the black and white and the great acting, mainly. Yeah, yeah. From the main characters. And I think it was... Uh, there was some astute things that they added uh like uh you know the seducing of cecile with the background in the background there's the voice of danceny so uh yeah there are things like that mm. all well, right so um that's yeah. it until next week i don't want to see your face again are you talking to me or to the people <laughs> to you it's your face i see Hur. Mm.